Welcome to the Life Purpose Podcast, the podcast that supports you in finding and embodying your purpose. My name is Paulisari, and I am your host. Okay, so in this episode, we will continue doing what we did in the last episode, which is to take a movie and to talk about how that relates to purpose. So in the last episode, we looked at The Lord of the Rings. And in this episode, we're also going to take a classic um, Star Wars. And more specifically, we're going to talk about the first one of the Star Wars movies, A New Hope from 1977, directed and written by George Lucas. And most of you have probably seen this movie, but just in case you haven't, I'll just give a brief summary. So there's a war going on between the galactic evil empire and the rebel forces. The empire has built a Death Star, a weapon that can blow up an entire planet. And the rebels, of course, want to destroy this weapon. Luke Skywalker, who's the main character, gets unexpectedly involved in this battle. And in the end, he manages to destroy the Death Star. So that's a very brief summary of a much more complicated story. But if you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. And just uh, one thing that's good to mention before we get started here is that we will refer a whole lot to the hero's journey and also to the heroine's journey. And in case you're not familiar with these concepts, the hero's journey is a story arc that goes through in many myths and legends, stories of all kinds. And it's basically about a person who receives a calling and who sets out on a quest to fulfill that calling. And this, of course, very much relates to purpose. Another word for purpose is calling. So the hero's quest really is uh, one way to view the journey of living one's purpose. The heroine's journey is a little bit different. There are several versions of the heroine's journey. The version that we'll be using here is the one that's developed by Kim Hudson and presented in her book, The Virgin's Promise. So in this version, there is something that makes the heroine feel like the situation that she or he is in is not really, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. It's not aligned with her soul. And so the heroine needs to either change the situation or remove herself from the situation. And instead of going on a quest to re to fulfill her calling, the heroine rather goes on a quest to find a more authentic way to live her life. So it's, it's similar, but it's a little bit different in focus. There's not a clear calling. There's more a longing for soul alignment and authenticity. So we'll be referring to both of these in this episode. I have with me a Purpose Guide colleague, Niharika Sanyal. Niharika lives in India and um, we got to know each other through the Purpose Guide training, which we did together at the Purpose Guides Institute. And lastly, we will not go through the movie chronologically. We'll be diving in a little bit here and there, depending on where there are parts of the movie that are extra potent in terms of um, discussing purpose. 
Okay, I think that's enough of an introduction, so let's dive into this episode. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hmm. Well, I have a whole bunch of things to talk about, but what's what's in your mind when it comes to this movie? Um, so I think what stood out initially the most for me, once I looked beyond the whole presentation of it being an action film, was the sort of very magical, mystical undertone of the film. Hmm. Um, and the ways in which we have lost touch with this thing called a force and the reclamation of that inner power, which uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi represents as the last Jedi. Mm. And it's this world, it's this cosmology, this universe in which the fire has gone out of the universe uh, because all the Jedis have gone extinct mm. except for Obi-Wan. And so literally that feels to me like a metaphor for how the fire has gone out in our universe. Most of mm. us in this current cosmology of a materialistic technological world mm. have lost that inner fire which is what the force represents for me is this call to connect with that higher dimension that that energy that um spirit soul whatever mm. that is for every single person mm. there's a particular relationship we share with this wider world which is far beyond the material it's embodied in the material but it's um it speaks to a part of us that's much beyond the conscious self. And I think that's the most beautiful thing for me about the Star Wars film is the way it calls our attention back to the magic of, of that, uh, of what can happen when we align ourselves with the Force, with mm. soul, with spirit, with our inner higher self. Um, so I'd love to, yeah, I'd love if the discussion can go a little bit into the direction of how finding our purpose uh, has uh, less to do with finding it and more to do with getting out of the way so it can find us through the force um, mm. that wants to meet us. As, as, as Rumi said, right, that what you seek is seeking you and most of what Obi-Wan Kenobi ends up teaching Luke is just get out of your own way, let go of your conscious self and mm. let yourself be used by the force. Just let go, let go, let yourself be used by the force. And that's yeah. kind of what the core is when it comes to finding purpose. It's about letting go. It's about not knowing. It's, not, it's about not trying too hard to know anymore. That's yeah. an interesting paradox. Yeah, exactly. The way... I experience purpose is very much as, as as a force that kind of wants to move through me. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that wants to come forth through me and also wants to move me physically in certain directions and into certain actions. It's mm. really like this this fire. Mm. I think what Obi Wan says is that a Jedi can feel the force flowing through him. Yeah, I. I had planned on bringing up this part, but you kind of already said everything that I wanted to say about it. So, and that's why I checked because this was the most exciting part for me. I wanted to jump to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but maybe we can go back to the moment again when Luke uh, hears the call for the third. Sure. Time. If you want to take take us back there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I was one thing I was that came to me 
in relation to receiving the call the way that he mm. received the call from Obi-Wan in a, in a very specific way. Mm. Yeah. Come to me with come with me to Alderaan. Yeah. I was just thinking about how the calling comes in many different ways to different people and I don't in stories like this like in the Lord mm. of the Rings and Star Wars and many others it's it's usually from outside like Gandalf yeah. coming to Frodo or Obi-Wan coming to Luke and so mm. forth um but I don't think that's that's what very often happens in real life <laughs> yeah it's it's more common that the call comes from inside yeah yeah mm, even on the hero's journey on the heroine's journey it's very clearly so of course you, you have this sense that this situation my life as it is right now isn't working for me my soul wants something else but even mm. when on the hero's journey the call to something also usually is internal there's this sense that mm, my life needs to move in this specific direction i need to do this thing mm. um and so forth it's mm. usually internal yeah yeah though often uh perhaps the impulse is ref- mirrored to us by something in the outside world mm-hmm. um so luke has does have an interest in the rebel cause because he gets quite excited about it when C3PO brings it up. He's like, "Oh, you know about the rebel cause?" and like he's clearly into it. He's he's mm-hmm. tuned into what's happening outside in the wider galaxy. And um the appearance of Princess Leia in his world is sort of there's a yearning that he sees in sort of mirrored in her um uh, in her sense of urgency, in her sense of this is life mm. or death that gets mirrored. And then of course the encounter with an actual physical mentor. Uh, so I think for many people, it it could be that you know it's just some person you're following on social media, and you're just fascinated by them. You're following some cause or some issue. Uh, you're really inspired by some person and what they are doing with their life, and that could be a way. That could be a way your soul is mirroring to you right now through resonance, through what it's bringing into your field of awareness. It's showing you the potential of where your soul wants to call you. Mm. And so it could be, yeah, I think the internal-external distinction is quite uh, blurred in a way we are manifesting uh, and calling into our field of resonance the very things that our internal world is uh, resonating and longing for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. Even though it may not come from the outside as in some person asking you to do a mm. certain specific thing or go on a specific mission, it often comes it's, it's kind of what's stirring in us at some level but perhaps kind of hidden a bit gets ignited by mm. by connecting to someone else's flame, someone who mm. is very much on purpose perhaps even you know speaking about being on purpose and you just get this sense of like yeah that's right that's yeah there is yeah. something within me that wants to come forth and i don't really know what it is but i can really feel it and that mm. gets gets magnified when when you encounter that outside of yourself mm. yeah 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 exactly yeah and i feel like the he of course refuses that call 
from Obi-Wan Kenobi initially saying that he needs to go back to his aunt and uncle and tend to the farm even though that's initially what he didn't want to do anymore he wanted to leave that life behind and move on mm. um and so it's quite uh, dramatic that he's compelled to make that choice to finally follow his mentor Obi-Wan Kenobi and go off to Alderaan because his aunt and uncle die there the house is burned down by the evil forces of the galactic empire that come looking for R2D2 mm. um and I, I i i was struck by how apt that metaphor is um of the house it's sort of like the first house of his identity was burned down he had no way to come back to it and he had to leave it because the house of his identity was literally burned down mm. um and it reminds me of a quote by the saint kabir that i think he says something like i have burned my own house down and i will burn down your house if you follow me mm. so it's often the call to follow your purpose could come with a demand that you let go some aspects of your former identity that mattered a lot to you um mm. or the universe itself takes it away in some way and then you're compelled to listen to what the call is yeah that's right yeah i was making a connection there between hmm. what happened to luke when he kind of yeah he didn't really have anything to cling to anymore and Any, hmm. anything that was holding him back was hmm. gone and similarly that can happen to us as you say in, in, but in less dramatic ways perhaps but i was just thinking for example say that someone is in a relationship that is kind of holding them back and then hmm. they well the relationship ends and suddenly they're they're in this open space where there is nothing to cling to anymore it's, hmm. it's a new world a new life and yeah new possibilities yeah. and suddenly they they feel ready to step into their calling perhaps yeah exactly it, it could be an external situation manifesting like that and that's typically called an abduction by soul that <laughs> um it might manifest something that destabilizes your life or your ego personality enough for one to start questioning every aspect of their life uh, it could also be an internal house burning down so for me my call my abduction uh, to know what my purpose is was through depression and it kind of felt like my mm. former house of identity internally collapsed suddenly it felt like oh i don't know who i am if my identity is not about how liked i am and how smart i am and how well i do things and whether or not i achieve success then who am i underneath all those labels mm. and identities given to me by others who am i underneath without those houses of identities around me so it could be an internal house burning down very much so yeah certainly yeah that's that's actually a very common place for people to find themselves in yeah that yeah. just their old identity isn't really working anymore yeah and um, they don't really know what to replace it with <laughs> yeah 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 it's kind of like depression is often soul's way of saying i'm tired of playing playing up with this identity i'm tired of this act um yeah there's like a deeper recognition that something is off yeah yeah 
And in that sense, it can be kind of, well, there's many kinds of therapy, but, but it can be kind of dangerous to focus too much on the symptoms of depression mm. and try to make them go away because very often they're trying to tell you something that's of great importance. Yeah. yeah. So if you medicate your depression away, you're probably also numbing the call of your soul. Mm. Mm. And no, I don't, you know, there may be situations where medication is really helpful and Absolutely. sometimes it really it really is about um, addressing the symptoms and so I'm not making any general mm. statements here, but it can really sometimes be mm. important to listen to the message below. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I see this, uh, that the call to purpose often comes through some kind of a symptom presentation, like an addiction, alcohol, um, drugs. It's like so many young people taking to drugs or... Um, people in their midlife taking to alcohol, um, just general examples, but there's kind of like a an inner stirring for some kind of rite of passage, some kind of transition in life, especially with young people. Like there's a longing to make a transition into a deeper life, but because we don't know how to, because the society doesn't quite, has forgotten about that fire, right? Has forgotten about the force being there as a... Mm -hmm possible thing we can connect with to get that sense of connection we end up seeking out various other ways to to have a sense of connecting with something beyond ourselves because we've forgotten the true source of um that disconnection yeah mm. I'd, I'd like to have a look at a specific scene a little bit later in the movie Mm -hmm. um, that's on a bit, bit of a different theme, but it's um, when Alderaan was blown up by the Death Star, mm. Obi-Wan on the Millennium Falcon, he, he said that he felt a great disturbance in the Force, as if mm. millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror. Yeah. And I think purpose very often has to do with sensing these millions of voices crying out in terror mm. in in this world there these voices are constantly there because so many people are suffering in different ways mm. and we mm. feel that mm. if we really if we're really open to open to feeling that it, it's there for sure if we're not numbing us and we are compelled to respond to it in mm. one way or the other. Yeah. And um, and this is, of course, very much connected to the path of the Bodhisattva, the one who will not just focus on his or her own liberation, but will, mm. not, will not stop working for the benefit of all as long as there is someone to be helped. But in the Bodhisattva path, there's... When it's spoken about uh, traditionally, there's often not so much a focus on individual purpose. Mm. So I feel that the Bodhisattva path really needs to be complemented by this, because that's more like um, a, a kind of a universal purpose. That's mm. the same for all. We're all aspiring Bodhisattvas, whether we know it or not. Mm. And yeah. 
but then we have an individual purpose that's unique for each of us. Mm. And that is kind mm. of how the role of the Bodhisattva is manifesting through us as individuals. Mm. So we are called yeah. in some way to alleviate the suffering in the world, but there's a particular way in which my specific soul wants to contribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, as you were sharing that, I was reminded of this quotation by Joanna Macy, that the heart that breaks open can contain the whole universe. And mm. it feels like that's what Obi-Wan Kenobi has gotten in touch with, is he, his heart is connected to the universe, and so he can sense when there's when the planet is destroyed and these millions of voices cry out. Mm. I feel like the work of finding your purpose often begins by opening the heart. It's like the heart is the seat of spirit. A mm. lot of shamanic cultures believe this, that the heart is the seat of the spirit. And the way it often first presents itself might be through a feeling of disconnection, a feeling of grief, a feeling of aloneness, alienation, that that can often be how the call to purpose initially begins to manifest. I think David White says that we feel out lack before we feel our longing. There's a feeling of emptiness in the heart, a void, um, meaninglessness. It often presents as a vacuum or a void first before we realize it's like if we can sit with that long enough and listen to it that same grief, that same void, that same emptiness can lead us back to wholeness, can lead us back to the love underneath that, uh, which has been blocked in our hearts um, mm. by this highly, maybe toxic masculine paradigm we're living in, which is also represented by the evil galactic empire. Um, it's uh, remembering and having faith in uh the capacity of our hearts being able to hold uh, that, um, mm. which is what Obi-Wan Kenobi keeps reminding Luke, is like, have faith, um, trust your instincts, act on instinct, trust your feelings, um, stretch mm. out with your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of finding one's purpose, it is very much uh, very often about opening up to to the suffering of the world as you said um mm. because we all of us resonate with different forms of suffering mm. um i mean we can have empathy for all kinds of suffering but there's usually specific forms of suffering that kind of mm. yeah are more that grab us more. Mm. Mm, for someone, it could be the suffering of animals in animal factories, and for someone, it could be the suffering of of nature, mm. and for someone, it could be the suffering of political prisoners or people who have mental challenges like depression or anxiety. And it's it's such a yeah broad span of different forms of suffering it's quite a buffet and many people I, I know this many people speak about their purpose in terms of responding to the suffering of the mm. world but it's often very broad like i just want to be of service i want to help mm. and that's um that's awesome but it will be so much easier for you to 
serve in a way that's really aligned with your soul's calling if you recognize the specific forms of suffering that most resonate with you. Yeah, it's almost like they call you out. Um, mm. This question I like to ask people often is, what, what, what breaks your heart the most about the world? And that doesn't mean that any suffering is more important than another. There, it's just, like you said, a buffet of just mm. so much going on in the world. But uh, at some point in your life, there's a particular um, suffering that's calling out for your uh, help, um, possibly. And so are we listening for that? Are we listening to that cry from the universe? Your heart sort of knows and it's tuned to that. And, and it could be that it's connected to some suffering you've experienced in your own life, a sacred wounding that you've had to go through um, in your own life. And in a way, your life has shown you how to heal that wound in yourself so that you can offer that same gift to others. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. Like you said, somebody's calling could be to uh, he help heal the world of animal pain in the factory farms. And so maybe it's just something that's really calling out to you. The animal spirits are calling out to you. Yeah, and so just listening out for what that is at any given time. And it could change throughout your life. Yeah. 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 And I also want to be clear that because we talk about suffering here, I'm pretty sure that people can have purposes that don't mm. from the outside look so much as if they have to do with suffering. Mm. Um, but for example, a mus musician, someone who is really called to make beautiful music, Mm. It's also to alleviate suffering. It's a, to alleviate a lack of beauty, which is a form of suffering, or mm. to alleviate a lack of joy, or mm. there's, you know, so it's not everyone is called to be an activist in, mm. in the traditional yeah. sense. Mm, yeah. So it's yeah. important to be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how big or small that action even appears in the world, right? A person sitting and meditating. Um, I read somewhere recently about how there were really high crime rates in some city, and I forget the details, unfortunately, but they actually studied this, that um, a group of meditators decided that every night they would meditate at the same time and send out these loving fields of vibration into the city. And the crime rates in the city actually dropped. Yeah. Uh, so we never know the in invisible energetic influences and ripple effects and resonances that can happen at the field of the force, let's mm. use that word, um, even with just one individual sitting and connecting with themselves and their own consciousness. Um, we don't so there's no action that's too too big or too small mm. yeah I think even though it felt like what you said about Obi-Wan and the force and all of that was kind of complete I think let's spend mm. a little bit more time with that because it's kind of so mm. central to this movie and it's really one of the most classic scenes where mm. Obi-Wan is, is training Luke mm. um one of the things I could say about that, Obi-Wan says, 
Well, he he gives Luke the helmet to put it on his head so that he won't see, so that he really has to just hmm. uh, feel. So Obi Wan says, "This time, let go of your conscious self and act on yeah. instinct." Yeah, he tells him to use the lightsaber to hit something, right? Uh, yeah, this this little flying robot is sending exactly. out this. I don't know what it's sending, but it's definitely hurting if it hits you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he needs to hit those before they come to him, mm. and um, and he does. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is such an important point when it comes to following your calling. If you're just trying to figure it out all the way, if you feel like you need to know all the steps from the beginning to the end before you can start acting. Hmm. And if you all the time, if if it seems difficult and almost impossible and in your mind, hmm. it's not necessarily true in reality. So it's so important to connect to your intuition hmm. and to, yeah, to have that more as your guide. Of course, the rational mind needs to be a part of of any journey, but it can't mm. be our sole guide it it won't take us very far yeah it will stop us a lot <laughs> because yeah. it always has objections and <laughs> to uncertainty to not knowing oh yeah yeah to to lack of safety um yeah i think it's such a it's a perfect metaphor that lucas uh shows Obi-Wan Kenobi putting a helmet on Luke's head because it's literally like an image to say, cut off your head. <laughs> mm. um, and don't focus on your head because most of us have lived most of our lives from our head. Our school has educate, educated us <laughs> um, and we've lost touch with the rest of our body. And that's often how soul communicates to us is through these other faculties of perception that our body remembers, which we've forgotten so listening feeling sensing intuiting just knowing at an energetic level how the body feels the body never lies about how it feels about something Mm. and that that guidance system of being able to trust intuition it comes from the body the body is always giving us clues Mm. through whether like at any moment in your life if you're making a decision you can check with your body am i feeling expansive or contracted am i feeling like light or heavy am i feeling energy and flow or am i feeling stuckness and like stiffness so the body body never lies the Mm. your soul is intimately connected and embodied and uh, unfortunately we've lost that connection so the the metaphor of putting a helmet on your head some other cultures represent this with uh, the image of goddess there's a certain variation of goddess kali who is shown cutting her own head off with a sword. It's literally a metaphor for like, um, let your ego die (laughs) for some time in Mm. order to remember the other bigger, wider aspect of your being. And like you said, it's not that the ego is bad. It's not that the mind is bad. But most of us are, right now the mind for most of us is controlling or we've become tools in the hands of the mind. What we need to do is make that switch where... The mind is an instrument in the hands of soul or spirit or force or whatever you want to call it, mm. um, which is what happens in the movie right at the end is that Luke becomes an instrument to be used by the force um, instead of trying really hard to do, to conduct that final action of 
throwing that missile on his own. He has to let go and let his body be used by the force. Uh, that switch to get the mind out of the way, just long enough for something else to come through. Mm-hmm. That's that's the fundamental shift needed. Yeah. Yeah, and and what you're saying there about that the body knows and expansivity and contraction, that's really mm. such an important point in terms of this discovering your purpose, but especially in terms of living your purpose. Mm. Um, because there will be all these situations where you need to know the next step. You may you don't mm. you never really need to know all the steps forward, but you're mm always looking for the next step what's my next step into the darkness mm-hmm. and and that is very much your guide and it's uh, your body and your in how you experience intuition in your body and that that's different for for everyone how you experience intuition mm-hmm. in your body so that's something to explore and practice mm-hmm. and you know it's easy to to start with making like yes and no questions where you ask mm. questions where you know the answer like what is my name am mm. i which country am i in? well am i in sweden or am i in norway or whatever your country has is and mm. and you check how your body reacts to these yes and no questions that's an easy way to start exploring that and then you can mm. try that out with with questions where you maybe don't know the answer, but just see how your body reacts and be very, very observant at what part of the body and how it things change yeah. in your body. And it may be a little bit outside of your body too, yeah. you know, in the subtle field. So just it's, um, because it really is different for everyone. It could be in the front of your body, it can be in the back of your body, mm. it could be on the, a little bit on the surface, or it could be very deep inside. So there's so mm. much variation. Yeah, another way could be to say something that feels that you know is true mm-hmm. and then say something that you know is false mm. and just uh, notice how your body feels in both those. How your yeah. body, the sensations you feel in your body when you say a truth versus when you say a lie. Yeah, you can try this now, right now. I'm going to say two things and just check in your body or mm. the listeners, see see what reaction you get. So... Following my calling is very important. See what kind of reaction you get in your body. And then you can check what happens when you say, it's important to conform to society's expectations and if numbing my soul is required to do that then I'm, I will happily do that and see how your body reacts yeah so Niharika did you do that did you get any reactions I actually almost felt like laughing the second <laughs> one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but I definitely felt, oh, what a, what a horrid, like, <laughs> contraction in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Which I tried to diffuse by laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really, yeah, I could have made some, said something a little bit less extreme, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make it really clear. If you don't get a reaction mm. to that, then... Mm. 
then you really need to start tuning in more to your body because that's something that your system should protest against quite wildly. Mm. Mm. And if it doesn't, there's, you know, it's just a matter of practice. So you can start today. Next time, maybe your system will react more clearly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's literally about cutting, not cutting, but like wearing a helmet, metaphorical helmet, and bringing your attention down to your body, mm. which which Luke was compelled to do in that situation because he couldn't see anymore. So he had to listen with the rest of his body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Can we talk about the last scene? Because that's also a very uh, powerful. Yeah, let's do that. We Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Mm. So tell me what's on your mind about that. I don't even know exactly which scene you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the scene, the, the the climax scene where he has, he's the only one, Luke is the only one left with mm. the option of uh, firing those two missiles right into this one location, one sweet spot Yeah, that leads right to the center of the Death Star, which is this big weapon. Mm. And if he, it's like a one in a million chance that he will get that shot. And if he gets it, then it'll go to the heart of the of the Death Star and blow up the whole weapon. Mm. Um, and uh, there's a scene where he's heading towards it and all the Darth Vader is behind him trying to get him. And he's looking, Luke is focused on his mission. He's looking through this sort of like a telescope thing in the... Yeah, some sort of radar or something. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to get like a good view using the help of that technology Mm. to make sure he fires correctly. And he hears the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi who has passed on by then, Mm. um, but who continues to sort of be his invisible spirit guide uh, speaking through the force. Uh, He hears Obi-Wan Kenobi's spirit tell him, trust your feelings, use the force, let go. Um, And so Luke... In that most crucial moment where life and death depended on this act, he decided to let go control, to actually not use the help of that technology to get the perfect shot, but to rely on the force using him as an instrument to do its work. Um, And what I took away from that is that he, it's kind of like he had to bring himself into a state of absolute emptiness firstly, to Mm. let go means you let go your conscious mind and, um, Hence, you make room for something else to come and act through you, which in this case is the force. Mm. And he had to really focus as well, like concentration, attention, bringing your attention on a particular thing can also be a great um, way to create that opening as well, which is why so much of meditation mindfulness is about focusing on the breath, focusing Mm. on your third eye chakra, focusing on your heart. Because when you bring your attention to something, you also quieten the mind. Um, and so he kind of in that moment has to focus his attention on aligning himself with that spot. Um, and for me, it's about alignment. It's like the metaphor that he finally manages to throw the missile in that exact spot. For me, it's a victory of uh, alignment of finally Luke discovers how to align his body, his mind, his spirit with the force and um that's the reward he takes back Mm. uh, from that whole journey that whole hero's journey is 
discovering finally his unique pathway of alignment with the force mm-hmm. uh, and that's what the whole purpose journey is about for all of us it's discovering your unique way of aligning with your higher self mm-hmm. and then and then continuing to develop that capacity so that you more and more become an instrument that can be used by the force yeah absolutely and yeah i actually wanted to end with that scene as well i have another thing to say about it and that is that darth vader when he is after luke there hmm. he says that the force is strong with this one yeah <laughs> and i i just want to say to everyone listening that the force is strong with you as well Mm. and it's certainly there and it wants to express itself through you and since you're listening to this it's clearly pretty strong in you since you have this mm. call to purpose you know that's strong enough for you to to take the time and listen to this mm. and um yeah just keep on opening more and more of a space for the force to live through you Mm. and eventually it will certainly be as strong in you as it was in luke skywalker in that moment Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful i'm reminded of a statement that obi-wan kenobi makes to luke the very first time he manages to hit the ball three times Mm. without his with the helmet on he says you've taken your first step to a larger world um and just i guess that's a good beautiful way to end is there's so much more to this world than what the conscious mind has fathomed yeah so remaining curious and open to that um mm. can bring interesting things into life certainly yeah so our time is out and that's anyway a mm-hmm. good place to finish so um if you don't have anything super urgent that you want to say no i feel complete it's um, been a beautiful discussion and uh, i think uh, lucas's george lucas's intention partly apparently was to awaken a certain kind of spirituality in young people yeah. by using the metaphor of the force and i think it's a powerful powerful myth that we have in our contemporary world to talk mm. about these things yeah and it's no wonder that it's almost like a religion for for many people <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay mm. so just to finish here i'd like to say that both me and Niharika, as you know, are purpose guides and we'd be happy to help you along your purpose journey if you feel that your purpose is calling to you, but maybe it's unclear exactly what your purpose is and you need some help in clarifying that. Mm. We are happy to assist and um, and there's no risk in, in taking the leap to contact us because the first um exploratory session is always free at least for me do you do free exploratory mm-hmm. sessions niharika oh yeah absolutely it's yeah. a free call to yeah. connect first yeah yeah so just uh, reach out on 
my website, paulisari.com, if you want to talk to me or find Niharika on her Instagram, niharika.sanial, mm-hmm. and those links are in the show notes. And yeah, you can follow Niharika on Instagram if you want some more purpose inspiration in your life. There's poems and videos and all kinds of cool stuff there. And uh, if you want to hear more from me, you can find my YouTube channel. You just look for Paulisari on YouTube and you'll find it. There's short purpose videos mm-hmm. there. And um, yeah. I think that's enough for today. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll talk to you soon again. Have a great week. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening.